This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Blues Focus podcast, airing every week on YouTube, Spotify and Apple Music. I'm Kieran, your host for this episode. Joining me on this episode, I've got Elliot and Callum. Two results to talk about and unfortunately, Elliot, I'm going to come to you again first this time round. Uh, start with the more positive of the two, Preston on Saturday. Um, not still a result. You predicted a draw on the last episode, so take it you're pleased with what you saw. Yeah, I think what did I predict? One or I think so. Um, yeah, it was it was a good result. Uh, it was a good performance. Um, I quite liked the starting lineup. To be fair, um, definitely think that's sort of more the starting lineup that we should be going with um, on a regular basis. Uh, shall I put it? So yeah, I thought um, thanks to Eckbridge getting three points at the end. I think probably on another day could have quite easily been a draw. So, um, so yeah, I was really pleased with it. Yeah, Efridge showing the difference between what we had last year compared to this year, basically. Mm, yeah, definitely. Uh, Cal, how about you? Happy with the result? Yeah. Managed to give some grief to your uni mates yet? Yeah, a few of them. <laughs> I mean... I had a feeling we'd win, obviously, because their home record, but I was pleased at the start we made. Obviously, Riley McGree's come in, and he's probably the, the only game he's made much of an impression in, but he, he did play quite well. And I liked the little link-up he had with Jonathan Lecco. And I think Duke needs that support up front, like we saw when Chadham used to play up front with him. He's got Lecco. I think that's the sort of partnership we need to go with, like Elliot said. I did quite like the starting lineup, and we took it to them from the off. I know they... Came back into it with a, a brilliant strike, but yeah, no, it was a good, it was a good result, and uh, one I thought we would have capitalised on this week, but as we'll get on to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I want to stay clear away from that one as long as we can, so we can come back to that right at the end. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, touching on Saturday, um, obviously as Callum mentioned, McGree, one of the standout performers, but. 
um, obviously Elliot said every should be safe, but is that what you want to see more of? That that starting eleven, McGree in the middle starting, or how do you, how do you see it going? He's actually still experimenting, isn't he? With his strongest eleven, really. I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't think we've. I don't think we've had the same side two consecutive games so far. So um, he's obviously chopping and changing it, trying to work out. You know his best sort of site, best uh, first team or starting team. Um, I was surprised to see McGree come into the lineup, um, but with that performance, I was even more surprised to see that he didn't get a start last night. But obviously, we'll come on to that in a little while. But um, like Cal touched on, I think if Duke's going to play, uh, he's going to play or he's going to start the game. He's got he's got to have someone next to him up front, um, otherwise. It's just not going to happen. We're just going to be relying on uh, set piece goals again. Um, so, yeah, it was good. Leco looks lively. I think obviously he's sort of been in his way back from injury. Uh, well, you know that long term injury that he's had. Um, but I'd, I would prefer to see Leco start and come off on the 60th minute rather than come on in the 60th minute. If that makes sense. Um, I'd rather see him get an hour under his belt. You know. Last night, we could have, you know, potentially had a couple of goals, or you know, got a couple of goals up, and would have made life a lot easier for us rather than chasing the game in the last ten minutes and then losing it. Yeah, I mean, it's, Duke's always been better with a strike partner, and obviously, it, it, sometimes he doesn't get much of the, the plaudits that maybe he deserves as much of the plaudit as he deserves but obviously Chay Adams stole that say stole the long lot he was obviously the star man up there but obviously played off Duke again before lockdown last season Duke and Hogan worked wonders um, again Hogan getting the majority of the goals so obviously he's happy to play that that target man and he's also happy to let the strike partner do do the 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 last little bit and, and take the take the credit really, but I don't see Lecco Lecco as a I know he can play there, but I don't see Lecco as a striker playing off off Duke. I think that's where Hogan comes in, but he seems reluctant to go with two up top. Um, but Cal, I mean, it, it, what what do you want to see really? Lecco up top, Lecco on the wing. Where's he best? And also, as Elliot says, starting or coming off the bench. It's a tough one because you could have Leko out wide, which is yeah, you know, left wing is probably where his his main position is. But I feel like off the shoulder of Duke as a two showed it worked slightly against Preston, and I think I'd put him there. I feel like you shouldn't start both Hogan and Duke. Have one of those on the bench, but Duke's the target man, so you got to start Duke. Yeah, Leko up front, I'd, I'd say, or. It depends, because, yeah, four-two-three-one or just one up front in general is Karanka's preferred. But, yeah, you can hold it up and bring other players into into play. But I think it needs to be Leko. You can see the pace he's got and the way he moves with the ball. He runs at the defenders. Um, I think I prefer Bella coming off the bench, though. So, I'm not too sure. But in terms of what Elliot said about chopping and changing the positions it's good that we've got enough players who can come in you know 
difference in earnings and stuff like that. But you don't change a winning team. Clearly, that's something we uh, we didn't do too well after the Preston game. Yeah, you never change a winning team, and you know, that's, that's gone and bit us on the arse, hasn't it? Really. But another thing about the Preston game, quickly, just to touch on, which uh, I've seen debated on Twitter a bit over the, the past few days. Um, we talk about how, how well he started his career for us. Ivan Sanchez played in the middle on Saturday against Preston. Not as much, not as effective as he's been on the right wing, but can play there all the same as he did for Elche last season in the in second division in Spain. But again, just your views. He seems to be a more out and out winger, doesn't he? Really, running the defenders with pace. Do you agree? Elliot? Um, yeah, to to a degree, I think. Um, I'm not an expert on the player. I haven't seen a lot of his career up until now. So, I mean, I know he's heavily left-footed. hasn't got a right foot at all. Um, so, he's obviously a player that likes to cut inside. He likes he likes to dribble, obviously. He likes to retain the, retain the ball. likes to put his foot in, which is really good. So, he's definitely u- more useful wide in front of our right-back. Um, helping out there, but I think in, ter- in, ta- in terms like tactically, I think I would probably prefer to see him more inside um, than wide, um, and that's why I think if we're going to play five at the back, he needs to tuck in closer to Djokovic, sort of more central, um, because otherwise, like we were saying, Djokovic is just isolated up front. He's not, he's not, you know, he can hold the ball up, but if people are not going to get up quick enough. We're not going to we're not going to utilise him. We're not going to we're not going to counter attack on teams. And unfortunately, like last night, uh, you know, didn't see so much of it against um, Preston because obviously we had Lepo up there and with his pace, they were a bit a bit scared, wary of that. But last night, teams were just happy to sit on the halfway line and um, and just press on us. And that's the problem. And we know you know if we're not going to get the support to him, so that's why I think it's a difficult one. Sanchez, I know he didn't have a particularly good game last night, but um, but I thought he was pretty decent against Preston. Did anyone have a decent game last night? Is the question really? <laughs> you know, obviously. So we'll move on to that shortly. I know you're uh, you've, you're dying to say some things, <laughs> but Callum, yeah, Sanchez on the right wing or in the middle for you? On the wing, but it does slightly frustrate me when he cuts in all the time. I know he's heavily left-footed, but you've got Duke up front for a reason. Most of the goals in his career have probably come from his head, so you've got to be crossing it. So I'd possibly play Bella on the right, Sanchez on the left, get Sanchez whipping balls into Duke, but yeah, he clearly likes to cut in, and when when he scores a rocket, we'll, we'll... Thank him for cutting in, but I don't know. His pace is good and he does sort of light up the attack, but it does slightly frustrate me when he decides to cut in all the time because a couple of times against Preston when he was cutting in, he just lost the ball. And he does try to win it back, but sometimes I think you just need to do what a, a, a winger should be doing and just crossing it in. And it could value Duke a bit more. I mean, the one thing he does do on that right wing that we've we've lacked for a long while now is he draws the fouls, doesn't he? You know, you see he got the the free kick for uh, get for the who was it against 
I can't even remember who it was against now. He might have gone blank, but he won a free kick, didn't he? And we went on and, and scored from that free kick about a week or so ago, was it? Yeah, QPR? Or well, Huddersfield, no, that's the one. Huddersfield. So, you know, whereas in the middle, maybe he doesn't have that that impact as such of drawing, because he's getting the ball and moving it on rather than being able to give him a, a license to run at his defender, take on a man a bit more. He's, he's everything that I thought Jota would have been when we signed Jota, basically. You, you know what he's going to do. He's going to go in on his left foot, isn't he? But it's the defence being unable to stop him that gives us these opportunities. And we are a, a really strong team, aren't we? Um, so I think that's where we benefit from being on the right, personally. But uh, I think Crank is going to keep chopping and changing it for the next few weeks, at least, and and we'll see where where he ends up. He's he's a guaranteed starter in either position, isn't he? So, and then moving on to last night, Callum, I'm going to get your thoughts first because, as we already know, Elliot needs the rest of the show to vent his frustrations after that. So, your thoughts on a. You know, Dismal performance last night, to say the well, least. I said it in the last podcast. I said the one game out of the next three, Preston, Wickham and Bournemouth, the one game you'd think we'd win, especially at home, would be Wickham. But I said it was probably the one that's most likely to be a banana skin. And it was. I thought, wow. It's typical, isn't it, really? We, we win two on the bounce. You know, we're, we're looking up in the table. Decent performances. We're starting to see why Karanka is as, as well thought of as he is. And I'm not exactly blaming him, but to change the team and to lose at home to Wickham, a team that's one of the favourites to go down, shouldn't be It's just very lacklustre and it was just... Just disappointing, really. I mean, Wickham were all over us. A so fair play to them for for winning their second game on the bounce. But from our point of view, it wasn't it wasn't a brilliant watch. No. Elliot, talk to us. <laughs> ah, I mean, like Cal touched on, it was definitely a banana skin. Like we we talked about it last week. I think. I mean, I said it as well. I think I thought Wickham was going to be our most difficult game out of the three. <clears throat> I've watched them in their previous two games, and they deservedly should have beaten Watford at home. And then, obviously, they got their first win on the weekend. Um, and they look they look an accomplished side, especially when they get on the ball. They've got a good vibe around the club as well. With you know, a good manager, you know, obviously a winning mentality there come up from last season. So anyone, you know, anyone that you know. Let's not get too down about it. You know, we were playing a good side last night. They're in a false position as far as I'm concerned. They should be in mid-table. Um, so, yeah, it, it was disappointing, but I, I expected it. Maybe not the defeat, but... But let's just start... I want to start with the, the starting lineup. And like we were saying, you know, coming off the back of, you know, a good performance against Preston and a win, you would expect... Those players potentially, uh, especially uh, McGree and Lecco, who you know, and uh, Cobley at right back, who I thought had a good game. You'd expect that those, particularly those three players, having had a good game, uh, picked up the three points for us at the weekend. 
uh, would have been rewarded with uh, starting the game last night. Um, you know, it's disappointing when players perform well and then they're rewarded with a place on the bench for the next game. I just, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. It's, it's, it's easy to say, and, and uh, like every manager's doing the same, aren't they? At the minute, they're, they're blaming congested fixture lists. Uh, obviously, yeah, games are coming thick and fast. They always do in the Championship. But the likes of McGree, uh, his first start of the club was Saturday against Preston. Uh, Cogley, first start of the season, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, who else was there? Lecco is still trying to get minutes into his legs. But McGree and Cogley especially, two good games on Saturday against Preston. They're not suffering from early season fatigue because they've not been in the starting eleven. They've been bit part players. In fact, I don't. Has Cogley even played up until he played against Preston? Did he even come on as a sub or anything? I don't think he had. had it. Um, and McGree, like I say, his first start. It's not like he's played ninety minutes for five weeks consecutively. So there was no reason for them to be dropped. It is a tactical decision, and not. But it can't help them players when they're then, like you say, rewarded with a place on the bench for playing well. What make? What gives them the motive to say? And I'll, I'll kick on from here then. Is it? I'm not blaming Karanka, like I've seen on on social media and people with all this Karanka hate and all that sort of stuff. Look, I don't know how many times we need to sit here and say it's a work in progress. I'm, I'm, I'm quite frankly, I'm, I'm bored of, of seeing people having to say it, to be honest. But he's not immune to criticism over absurd decisions like that as far as I'm concerned McGree should have been in that lineup last night no questions asked Lecker who was probably one of the brightest sparks against Preston um, again uh, what are we why is he not in there against Wickham he's what you needed against someone like Wickham pace because Bella is his pace is a myth. He's not that quick. Let's be honest. He's, he's skillful. He's not rapid. He's not frightening defenders with running behind. He likes to come short. He wants to get the ball. He wants to take a man on. Leco is pure pace in behind. And when you've got a team sitting and pressing you up, like Wickham did, you need that that spark in behind. Duke's not doing it. Bella's not doing it. Sanchez wasn't doing it. Um, who's in the middle Gardner Sunjic well they're sitting they're not going to do it who was going to do that what was his what was his out ball because that's what was missing last night there wasn't one so God knows what happens against Bournemouth if we play like that we've got another repeat of the last time Bournemouth played us at our place in the league game because we were shocking last night absolutely shocking Anyway, I ran over. Um, yeah, we'll talk about Bournemouth a bit because I'm sick of talking about the Wiccan game already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big, interesting game at the weekend coming up. Obviously, we'll see a, how we respond to a defeat to Wiccan. But B, first real challenge at home by a, a relegated side 
some Premier League players in their starting eleven. Carl, how do you see it panning out? What are your thoughts for the game coming up? Um, I'm not confident, but also I just go back to this word of typical, and I just feel like we're not going to win, but we're just going to get a point. And I just feel like we've won two on the bounce, lost to Wickham. You'd think we're going to go and lose to Bournemouth, but I just think, well, we might lose, and, and fair enough if we do, because Bournemouth are looking as one of the promotion favourites, but I just think we're going to get a draw. And again, it's it's a work in progress. Steady the ship after a loss, get a point, get in, a win in your next game. I can just see us shutting up shop, holding it, potentially. Obviously, you know, Bournemouth's attack can open us up, but we saw in the Norwich game, we could have been 3-0 down at half-time, and last season we would have been, but it, was one, it wasn't one. It was 1-0 until like the 75th minute, so I think we can get a draw. I don't think we'll get battered, and it, it all depends on what team Cranker plays. It really does. And going back to the previous point of of Bella and Lecco. We saw in the Preston game when Lecco was playing and starting, when Bella came on, he made a bit of an impact. And obviously, then our second goal came. I feel like, and I said it before, Bella's better coming off the bench. Lecco's better starting. So I would like to see Lecco starting on, on Saturday. Moving on to you, Elliot. Do you think the Bournemouth game is going to be a case of Karanka says, right, OK, obviously, aye, Bournemouth are going to be a much better starting eleven, realistically. Is he going to just show up shop, so to speak? A lot of early, early season performances, play for a set piece, try and nick it that way, or is he going to try and go through I say go through a bit but you know the way we played against Preston and and uh, the victory before that against Huddersfield is he going to be a bit more expansive and actually let them have a bit of creative freedom do you think oh, who knows um, I think what we're seeing at the moment is Karanko like we saw last night you know I've still got that in my mind like you know <laughs> once we're a goal up he sees that as um, his aim to preserve a lead. You know, the, the points are in the bag to lose kind of thing. That's his philosophy, it seems to be. Um, and it's obviously, you know, it's rubbing a lot of people up the wrong way at the moment. Obviously, it doesn't, the three points is the most important thing. It doesn't matter how you get it. Get it with 10% possession, who cares? You know, if you get it with one shot on goal and you win 1-0, who cares? As long as you're getting the three points, but you can't go through 46 games a season playing like that. Um, you've got to, at some point, you've got to put teams under pressure. And you've got to try and go for the throat, and that's what we should have done last night. You know, we, and I think would we have seen a different game last night if we were one nil down with 30 minutes to go, bringing on Leco and McGree? Would we have gone into more of an attacking, um, into a more of an attacking mode? Um, but yeah, go, you know, going on to the Bournemouth game, it'll be exactly the same. It'll be, like you said, keep it tight, um, you know, win free kicks in and around the area, you know, make the most of corners and set pieces. Um, and then again, once we go a goal up, keep, stay a goal up. 
But unfortunately, his method is is not once we go a goal up, let's try and go two goals up and three goals up. It is when we go a goal up, let's just stay a goal up. So it's going to be it's going to be difficult. You know, look at the players they've got: Brooks, King, Solanke. I know Steve Cook got sent off the other night, so they might have to reshuffle a little bit of the back, which is good. Um, but we're going to be without Sundic, which is a, going to be a big miss for us in the field. So I don't know who's going to put there, probably put San Jose in his position. And he might revert back to four at the back. So like you said, he, uh, he might see, he might go for a little bit more in this game. Like Cal said, I can't, I can't see us losing it, but I can't see us winning it. So I, I think it'll be a draw. I mean, they're starting 11 against Wednesday on Tuesday. <laughs> Uh, so in there you had Asmir Begovic, Steve Cook, Chris Meppham, Lerma, Gosling, Diego Rico, King, Brooks, uh, Solanke come off the bench, Lewis Cook, uh, Stanislas on the bench, that Rodrigo Raquelme on there, uh, and then a couple of, I mean, Lloyd Kelly at centre-back, I'm pretty sure he was a big money signing from Bristol City, was it last summer they got him? Um, so Premier League players... All through that eleven, maybe Karanka will see. Well, obviously, you'd like to think he sees that as a challenge. And, and look, it's a case that I know we keep saying, and we all have to keep saying it. And it's game by game. We're not realistically saying we're going up this season, but it'd be interesting to see how he, he pits us against a real promotion contender. And he can, it's our chance to really show what we are capable of this season because we're, we're still a um, unknown quantity so to speak aren't we really you know yeah we've picked up a couple of decent results um, but then we've kind of thrown away some games where we, we really shouldn't have been um, losing or Rotherham shouldn't have, shouldn't have drawn that game at home so we, we, sh- we realistically we could be a lot better off than we actually are so well, yeah, I mean, we're blues, haven't we? So it's never going to happen. But realistically, you'd like to think we'd be five points better off if we didn't drop points into Wickham and Rotherham. Um, I'm not sure. I think we we are where we are. I think I think we've been fortunate in a few games. Huddersfield, I the Huddersfield game, for example, we were lucky. We we were lucky not to lose that game. Huddersfield, when they got the equaliser, they were running to get the ball. They wanted a second goal. They weren't content with a one all. If that was us, we'd probably be, you know, celebrating it. So it's it's a different men- it's a different mentality, um, and we were fortunate the way it just come off the bar straight onto Duke's foot. And I've never seen Duke put a volley in from the edge of the box on his left foot. We won't see that again. So usually he falls over at that point, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> he takes out his standing leg. <laughs> exactly. So you know. And there's been other games we've been fortunate in. I'd say we were fortunate in the Rotherham game. You know, we put them under pressure, but we were 1-0 down with two minutes to go. You know, we were fortunate to get the penalty at the end. Um, I'm thinking of other games, Swansea away. Effridge had to pull out a point-blank save from, like, two minutes from the end to preserve a point. Could have easily lost that. So, you know what? We are where we are. I don't think we're, we're better than what we are. I think... If we if we finish where we are right now, 14th, that would be about right. Better than last season. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is <laughs> <laughs> it interesting you mentioned F fridge again against Swansea pulling a, a save out of the bag to, to save us a, a point? Um, Preston, he, he kept us all three points. Um, even last night, I know, yeah, we ended up going to going on to lose it, but he made a couple of saves on chances where you'd think it's easier for Wickham to really put it in the net than give him a chance to save it. So, is he starting to show the quality that we'd been, we knew we was lacking realistically over the past couple of years? Can you, you, do you think that's about right? It's, it, it just goes to show what a steal he actually was in the window. Yeah, massively. I think when he played for Cardiff in the Premier, in my opinion, and I think he might have actually been their player of the season. Yeah. I'll go as far as saying he's the best keeper in the league, but he's definitely up there. I mean, obviously, Elliot talks about us being quite fortunate in games. We've been fortunate for him in goal. I mean, a game we did play very well in against Preston, obviously. We won, but could have easily drawn it, that effort from... Barkhausen was obviously saved by Etheridge. So, he's definitely the sort of goalkeeper we need in there, obviously. He, he, defo, he definitely commands commands that back four, I think, along with George Friend. So, no, he's definitely, he's definitely a steal. Would you go as far as to say it's between him and Sanchez for who was the signing of the season at the start for us? So far, um, yeah. Yeah, I'd give it to Etheridge. Just to be fair, well, I would have put Friend in there because the know how he's got going forward and at the back does help. It's kind of like we've got two captains in there with him and Dean, but no, I mean, it, it probably is between those two, and I'd just about give it to, to Etheridge because some of the saves he's made have been. Incredible, to be fair. I take it you're in agreement with that, Elliot. Yes, well, um, Etheridge is our best signing so far. The window well, of the season, um, like I say, he's probably saved us about four points so far this season. Probably five. Probably, you know, we could have been looking at a, a smaller points haul so far if it wasn't for some of his saves. Um, and then, like uh, Cal touched on, friends. His experience has been absolutely uh, invaluable at the back for us so far. Um, and and he's, he was definitely a miss last night. Um, and, and obviously, we're still to see it. Uh, you know, he's, he's definitely coming along, but San Jose looks a real steal. Um, he needs, obviously, help around him, but he looks a, a really a really accomplished player. Obviously, you know, it's not, it's not something that I'm surprised by. Someone that's, you know, done, you know, has uh, amassed 300 appearances for Athletic Bilbao in La Liga and played in Europa League, Champions League, etc. So, yeah. So those, are, it, like I say, we, we said it weeks ago, didn't we? If we had we had a proper striker, we we got a proper striker in that, that can get 20 goals this season. We um, we could have been we could be looking at a really good season, but just didn't materialise, did it? I mean, the thing was with a striker is we never really actually heard a name really solidly linked to us, did we? No. Season's gone by when we've needed a striker. I mean, we've known for how long we needed a striker for now, about four years, five years, we've needed a real goal scorer. Um, I know Che had that 
good season for us. But even just before as that season started, we needed to go, we were saying we needed to go score. We didn't think Chai would do what he done. But at least in them windows, you always had one name that was solidly linked to us throughout. Or, you know, he was always getting linked to names. Like the way Dwight Gale came up on loan a couple of years ago and, you know, the likes of. And this season, there wasn't any of that. It makes me wonder, was we even really in for a striker other than Hogan, realistically? Mm. Um, obviously, Cal's still hoping that Alexander Paso comes in on a free contract. Um, so, yeah. Not going to happen. I'll be all. Welcome back to Earth, Cam. Not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, again, we, we keep going in circles with, with the whole striker debate, don't we? And we're stuck with what we've got until January, at least. So let's just see where the season takes us. But um, one thing else to talk about before we go anyway um, is uh, what's just been released on the Blues Focus um, YouTube with mine and Callum's Q&A with Marlon King uh, which was very interesting Callum, how did you find it? You, he was in your element, weren't you? Yeah, it was good I enjoyed it, he was definitely um he was good to talk to and he was, I did think he was going to be quite open and uh, he was and he gave some good answers and obviously he talked about his time at Blues and uh, no, yeah, apart from the times my uh, internet went, he was, uh, it, was uh, it was a good interview, yeah. Yeah, he's an interesting character. Odd. I don't really know what to expect to him. When he came in at first, I didn't know if you know how he would be quite cagey with his answers, but he, the conversation just you know the answers just flowed, and he was quite quite broad in the information he gave us. He gave us a good insight to what it was like to work for the likes of you know Hewton and um, obviously Clark after that as well. Really, how it came about with him having his contract terminated at the end of that season with with Lee Clark. So now you need to give that a watch. By the way. Yeah, I'm on it. Staying that on air <laughs> so you can't weasel out of it. <laughs> Straight after this. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to line up some of us, I suppose. So we'll uh, see what happens. I'm sure we can we can get you asking some more questions soon, Elliot. Don't worry. I look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's about all we've got time for on this episode, anyway. Uh, thanks for joining me on this. Thanks for watching at home. Um, Subscribe to the YouTube channel as always. Get your questions on social media at Blues Focus Pod. And until next time, thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. 
Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.